You're listening to Bachelor to Boyfriend, the podcast that teaches you how to manage your mind so you can show up as the best version of yourself around women. And now your host, certified dating and intimacy coach for men, Erica Davian. Hello, happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. By the time you'll be listening to this, it will be the Monday after Memorial Day weekend. So I hope you did something fun that you got some fun in the sun or just gave yourself some extra rest. I really hope you got exactly what you needed. So this week, we are talking about disappointment. I know, maybe not the most fun topic, but it's a necessary one because it's impossible to avoid disappointment, especially in the realm of dating. It is going to rear its ugly little head at some point, And so we may as well talk about how to deal with it. I'm bringing this up because how you relate to disappointment will make all the difference when things get tough. It's the difference between letting the disappointment crush you and giving up and continuing to move forward even when things are hard. So let's get into it. First of all, let's just get on the same page about what disappointment really is anyway. So ultimately, it's an emotion, and it's one that comes up when we have a desire or an expectation for something to be a certain way, but it isn't or it wasn't that way. And so I want you to notice disappointment is not something that comes out of nowhere. It is a product of what is happening in your mind. It's an emotion. and. All emotions are ultimately created by what is happening consciously or unconsciously in your brain. So here's an example. Let's say that you go out to get some ice cream and I'm going to choose Ben and Jerry's. The thing that I love about Ben and Jerry's is that it has all of the chunks of things in it, which I just love. (laughs) I have this weird thing where I don't like food that doesn't require chewing. And so in general, like, I like ice cream, but I really prefer it when it has chunks. And I just think it's so funny that um, other brands of ice cream, other ice cream companies haven't caught on to putting massive amounts of chunks in their ice cream. I'm like, yo, this stuff isn't patented. You can do it too. Anyways, side note, coming back. So disappointment, right? Your Let's just say, for this example, that your favorite flavor is Chunky Monkey, but you like Cherry Garcia, too. And as you walk into the Ben & Jerry store, someone holds the door for you, holding a double scoop waffle cone. And you walk up to the counter and say, one scoop cone of Chunky Monkey, please. And the person behind the counter says, I'm sorry, we don't have that in stock. So you might start thinking, oh my gosh, I came so close. If only that guy walking out of the store hadn't asked for two scoops. If only we'd walked a little bit faster to get here. Like maybe then I would have had my chunky monkey. You feel disappointed. Same scenario. And this time you walk up, ask for the chunky monkey cone, and the person says, I'm sorry, we don't have that in stock. And this time your mind goes, oh, too bad. My bad luck and feel disappointed. Now, 
In the next example, you walk up to the counter. The person says, sorry, we don't have that in stock. And maybe you make that mean, oh, they never have that in stock. And think, oh, okay, and feel disappointed. Notice how the intensity of disappointment was so different in each of these examples. The first time you were thinking, oh, I was so close and probably felt a more intense form of disappointment than, say, the last one, where you were thinking, oh, they don't ever carry that flavor. Oh, okay. And maybe you felt just a little disappointed or maybe even neutral about the whole thing. I share this to show you that the disappointment you feel and the intensity of it is determined by what is going on in your mind. The facts are the same in all three of these examples. Chunky Monkey is your favorite. You ask for it. It's not available. The only thing that has changed is your thinking about those facts. Okay, now you might think I'm a little silly to be talking about ice cream when we're here to talk about dating and sex. You might say, Erica, I wouldn't jump in and assume that the person who just left the store had the last two scoops of Chunky Monkey. And yet, even though that sounds really silly in this ice cream example, our brains actually often make assumptions that are just as big of a stretch as that. Our brains don't care if we're talking about Chunky Monkey or Tinder. They're always on the lookout for things that might hurt us. And sometimes they will jump to conclusions that are bigger than they need to be. For example, you take a woman out and then you never hear from her again. That's the fact. Maybe your brain says, she hates me. Or you're with a sexual partner and she asks that you do something differently in bed. And your brain goes, I'm terrible at sex. Or maybe you've been in a relationship for three months and it ends. And your brain says, I'll never find love. The truth is, your brain could have lots of thoughts about these situations. Everything from thoughts that feel really neutral to really intense. The more painful the thought your brain runs with, the more intense the feeling of the disappointment will be. Are you with me? Now, what a lot of people do is they get fixated on the fact that they couldn't have what they wanted. They didn't get the chunky monkey. <laughs> but remember, you still like Cherry Garcia. Maybe it's not your favorite, but you still really like it. And guess what? It is available right now. The person behind the counter hands you one. If you're not able to move on from the disappointment about not getting Chunky Monkey, I'm, by the way, I am like laughing every time I'm saying Chunky Monkey. I don't care how long that has been a Ben and Jerry's flavor. I still think it's really funny to say. <laughs> so. If you're not able to move on from that disappointment, then you're going to miss out on the Cherry Garcia that is right in front of you. If you're still wrapped up in the disappointment about Chunky Monkey, then you might refuse to even take the Cherry Garcia cone, in which case you eat no ice cream. And even if you do take the Cherry Garcia cone, but you're still consumed by the disappointment, then you're not going to be able to be as present with it. You're not going to taste its sweetness, its creaminess, to feel the chewiness of the cherries and the crunch of the cone 
to notice the difference between the temperature where the ice cream is all melty and the center where it's still cold. You'll miss out on all or at least some of the deliciousness when you aren't able to manage your mind while you're feeling disappointment. Now, I know this is a pretty benign example. We're talking about ice cream. But I think you can probably see some of the parallels to dating. If you can't get over the fact that you were ghosted, for example, then you may shy away from asking another woman out. That's kind of like not taking the ice cream cone at all. Or if you're consumed by disappointment when you're in some sexy time with your partner, then you may miss out on the deliciousness of the connection that is between you. The smell of her hair, the warmth of her skin, the way it feels to make eye contact, how much you love the sound of her breathing, how much you love just being close to her. Or your three-month relationship ends, and even though you find yourself sometime later in a new relationship, if you're still convinced that you won't ever find true love, then you might find yourself comparing the Cherry Garcia to the Chunky Monkey and miss out on the wonderful woman who is right in front of you. Disappointment is inevitable in dating. It is part of the process. And yet, even though it's a totally normal, to-be-expected kind of thing, we're still afraid of feeling it. And so we tend to avoid it. And we think that we can somehow outsmart the disappointment or avoid it by sticking to what we know. But sticking to what you know all the time just keeps life small. You never do anything new. You don't take risks. You don't grow. And all of this ultimately tends to lead to a feeling of disappointment. You're going to feel disappointed either way. But here's the good news. If you're going to feel disappointment either way, either you go for the thing you want and feel disappointed along the way until you get it, or you stick with what you know, play small, and then feel disappointment with the life you've created. If you're going to feel disappointed either way, wouldn't you rather go after the thing that you want? If you're like the guys who choose to hire me as their coach, the answer is absolutely yes right? These guys aren't messing around. And so let me share with you the options of working with disappointment that I share with them. I know that all of you listening to this are coming at dating and intimacy with different situations. For some of you, you're concerned about how to even start talking to a woman. For others, your worries are more about taking the next step in your relationship. And for others, you've got some disappointment coming up around sex. So to include all of these experiences, can we just say that you're feeling disappointment because you wanted something to go a certain way and it didn't? Whether you wanted her to like you back and she didn't, or you wanted to have an erection with her and you didn't, or you wanted that relationship to continue and it didn't. The unique details of your situation don't change how you move forward. In all of these situations, you feel the disappointment and then you either go left or you go right or you go left then right. 
which is to say that sometimes doing either one of the things I'm about to suggest is enough to help you manage your mind and work with the disappointment. And sometimes you really need both. So when disappointment comes up for you, whatever the situation, here are your two options. You either work with your thoughts, also known as remove the second arrow, which I'll talk about in a moment, and or you feel the disappointment. That's it. Those are the two things. And so let's talk about that first option, the working with your thoughts. So there's this story that is often told in Buddhism where a man was walking in the forest and was struck by an arrow. It hurt. Then, a few minutes later, he was struck by a second arrow in the same place. It hit an already open wound. Now the pain was excruciating. This little story is used to point out the difference between the pain of a circumstance in our lives and the emotional pain that we tend to put on top of it. That's like the second arrow. So in our case, the first arrow is just the fact that you wanted something to be a certain way, and it wasn't. The second arrow is what you then make that fact mean about your life, your future, or about you. Maybe the woman you are seeing for a while broke it off. That's the fact. That's the first arrow. But you add a second arrow when you're thinking that that the fact that she broke it off with you means that you aren't worthy of love. Nobody will ever love you. Ouch, that hurts even more. The first arrow already hurts, right? You wanted to keep dating her. She broke it off. But now there's this second arrow that you're putting on yourself. You're doubling your pain when you're making that mean that you aren't worthy of love or that nobody will ever love you. And so this first option for working with disappointment is to check your thoughts. See if you are adding a second arrow to the situation that doesn't really need to be there. Often this thinking is doubling or tripling the amount of disappointment that is there. And a lot of it is unnecessary. You don't have to make the fact that this woman broke things off with you mean that you'll never find love. And if you deal with thoughts like that, then you might find that you're able to turn down the volume on the disappointment to a level that's tolerable, to the level of just what it would be to just deal with the pain of the first arrow. So let's talk about that. So the second option is to just tend to the first arrow, to simply feel the disappointment in response to the situation, but not with all of the added stuff going on in your head. And you'll know that you're doing this if your disappointment is simply that you wanted things to be some way, and it wasn't. If it's simply that you wanted her to like you back, and she didn't. Or you wanted to have an erection in bed with her, and that didn't happen. Or you wanted that relationship to continue, and it didn't. Notice how all of these don't have an added story on top of them. You're not making these facts mean something bigger about you or your life or your future or what's possible for you. It's just an expression of what you wanted to happen, and it didn't. 
And of course, you're going to feel disappointment. It fits the very definition of disappointment that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. That disappointment is an emotion that comes up when we have a desire or expectation for something to be a certain way. And it doesn't turn out that way. Now here's the good news. Disappointment is just an emotion. It's not actually an arrow hitting your body in the middle of the woods. It's an emotion. It's just a vibration in your body. It's something that your brain creates in order to get you to take a kind of appropriate action. Just like how your brain creates an emotion of fear to get you to run away from a dangerous animal. Or it creates anger to get you to put your foot down around something that has crossed a boundary for you. Your brain is creating this disappointment to show you what is important to you, what you value. It's teaching you that, yeah, there was something about the connection you shared that you really like and that you want to hold on to as you continue your search for your longtime person. It's showing you how much you wanted that erection because you crave connection and pleasure and you want that so much with this woman. Or the disappointment is showing you how much you value the relationship that you shared. And your brain wants you to store the parts of that relationship that worked for you in your memory so that you'll know what you want to build upon in your next relationship. Disappointment is an invitation to slow down, to listen, to find clarity on what you want. And while it's super freaking uncomfortable at times, it can't harm you. You can allow yourself to fully feel it because it can never break you. It was made by you, so it can never break you. Wow, that got really deep there for a moment, right? That's how I like to roll. <laughs> we get to the stuff that really matters. And here's why this matters, my friend. When you are able to do either or both of these two things, not add additional suffering onto the situation and just allow yourself to feel the disappointment that's left, then you realize how strong and resilient you really are. When you are willing to feel disappointment and you know that it's just all part of the process, then you no longer shy away from taking risks or putting yourself out there because if things don't turn out the way you hope, then you know that you can handle whatever disappointment may come. You keep showing up again and again until you create the result you want. You don't sell yourself short. You're able to dream bigger for yourself because you're not creating disappointment ahead of time. Feeling the disappointment and continuing to march forward is exactly what it takes to become the kind of man you will need to be in order to create the kind of relationship you want. There is no need to shy away from it. It is all part of the process. So, to recap, disappointment is just part of dating. It is not something to fear. While uncomfortable, it cannot harm you. And when facing disappointment, you have two ways for moving forward. One, check that you're not doubling your disappointment through what you are thinking. 
don't hit yourself with that second arrow. And two, feel the disappointment of the first arrow. Really feel it. Be with it. It's there to teach you something. And it can't harm you. Developing a tolerance for disappointment and an ability to feel it and move forward is important for everybody, I think. But especially if you're like my people, the guys I coach. Because the guys I coach want to create the kind of relationship they've never had before. They're going to have to do things they've never done before. And they're going to have to keep going even when things feel hard. So if all of this sounds easier said than done and you want some more support around this, always feel free to reach out and see if I can help. The initial consultation is totally free. And one more thing before we say goodbye. If you haven't already listened to another episode that I recorded a while back called When to Lower Your Standards, you might find that that is a really great complement to this one. We often think of lowering standards as disappointing. And that episode helps you to see when it can be downright strategic. Okay, my friends, I hope you take everything I've said to heart and that you think of me the next time you are eating some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Bye for now. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out Bachelor to Boyfriend, the program. It's 12 weeks of one-on-one -on -one coaching with yours truly to help you finally move past the internal barriers between you and the relationship you want to create. Check it out at ericadavian.com. That's Erica with a K. And if you're curious, make sure to get your name on my mailing list so I can tell you next time doors open. My newsletter is my favorite way to connect with you all and I respond to every email I receive. I can't wait to see you there.